0: All right, well, amen. Good morning, Salem. My name is Seth. I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, it's great to see you guys here. This morning is a celebration uh, Sunday, is what we're calling it, and I love celebration Sunday. Uh, celebrating is Uh, fundamentally and intrinsically powerful uh, for us as Christians um, that we need to focus and find, to find on, to seek out uh, the things that God is doing in in this world, right? In the world, uh, in the Fargo-Moorhead area, uh, in our church, and even in our own lives. It's fundamental, uh, especially uh, in a really hard year. We need encouragement. We need to celebrate on, on who God is, and that's what I love about this morning is that we're celebrating great things. That video, the missions moment video, um, people in, in Indonesia. I mean, it's, it's just as baffling. Wrap your mind and your heart around this. There are people there that you will never, ever, ever meet, who are are reading the Bible in their own words <laughs> because of people who are translating it. It's incredible. There's places that you'll never visit in life and people you'll never meet. And the same thing is true maybe even up here. There are people who live right here that we will never meet. It's baffling. And yet God is at work in every single story. It's so great. I love that. And with kids, like we had the kids up here earlier, how awesome was that? I mean, they're learning the Bible' story, and we celebrate we celebrate what God is doing in them. And we're going to celebrate baptisms today, what God is doing in the lives of certain people, and how they're taking this step, this public identification, with their faith, into these next, into the, into the new world, to say, "This is how I identify as a Christian in Christ alone." and that this is my story, and that's awesome. It's wonderful. We celebrate that, and we we need that. So let me ask you a question. I know we have some kids in in the room, but for all of us, how many of you guys like to celebrate? Sweet. Okay, awesome. Great. You're here on the right Sunday. That's good. Um, How many of you guys like um, ice cream cake? Okay, who doesn't, right? Um, How many of you like ice cream cake on your birthday? Me too, me too. So this week I I got to experience a birthday, a rather large milestone for me, uh, which was good. And my wife, um, in all of her grace and mercy, uh, decided to make me a Chicago Cubs ice cream cake. And so, oh yeah, thank you. I I don't know if you're cheering for the, that's Royce. He's cheering for the Cubs, but everybody else would be cheering for the ice cream cake. Uh, and it was, it was so delicious and so yummy. And, uh, and so, and, and Dale, if you remember from this last week, uh, Dale uh, was our guest teacher this last week, and he referenced his own birthday uh, and a card that he got from his wife. And so my wife was very thoughtful and wrote me a card. It was really good. I'm not going to read that to you, but I am going to read to you a birthday card that I got from Pastor Kent. <laughs> Just as good as my wife, so yeah, it's really, really so. Um, so here it says "Happy Birthday" on the outside, very artistic, very well done. Uh, I, I applaud whoever made it. I don't think it was Kent; <laughs> he's gifted in many things, and I'm not sure if this is this is his mark or not. But on the inside, he wrote "Happy Birthday," about as large as it can be, and then he he put little dots at the edges of every letter to help me uh, connect all of the lines, I think, just to make sure I was following the words. And, and, and here's what he says in, in this small note. Remember, this is happy birthday. He says, I wrote big so that you could see it. <laughs> it gets better. He goes, and, as if we would know this, and I wrote slowly so that you could keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kent. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> awesome. I got a, a hand-me-down uh, from, uh, from Pastor Ken as well. It's a shirt that he got uh, on his milestone birthday, and it says this. It says, I look 30, which I'm not sure is true. Um, I act like I'm 20. Uh, I feel like I'm 60, so I must be 40. <laughs> and that kind of sums up my... <laughs> Life right now, right? And we just love to celebrate. It's so important and intrinsically powerful uh, to celebrate. And I'm not a big birthday guy, but it was fun being celebrated because when we find the good in life, especially in the midst of struggle, in the midst of hardship, in the midst of life, right? It's so important that we find the good and that we actually celebrate uh, the good. And it reminds me of this verse uh, in the book of Philippians. In the chapter four, and so if you have a Bible and you want to follow along, you, you're, you sure can. Um, I can't for time unpack really hardly anything in here because uh, I have 10 minutes, and so um, I just really want to bring us a short and quick encouragement this morning. This is the end of the letter, right? Uh, and this is what he says in verse 8 He says, Finally brothers. Now, just to be clear, it's not excluding women or children or anything. It's just a generic greeting. He's really saying, finally, to all of the church, everybody who is present, okay? So all of the church, finally, all of the church, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence or if there's anything worthy of praise, it's like this list could go on and on and on for Paul. Like he could keep adding to all of the great and big and awesome things that we should be focusing on in life. And so he goes, I'm just going to sum up these last ones, right? If there's any excellence or if there's anything, even if it's just one thing, even if there's just one thing in life right now, that's worthy of praise, just one, half of a thing. Paul says, I want you to think about these things. Find it, gravitate towards it, look for it, seek it out, dwell on it, and think about it. Because it's so easy in life to get, to get hung up in the hardship and to be hung up in the struggle. And if, if only, if only, right, life was just filled uh, with ice cream cake and candles. What if that was every moment? <laughs> what if every moment was just pure bliss? That's awesome. That would be great. That would be called heaven. That's not life. That's not reality. And the same thing that's true for Paul in this letter right? The same thing is true for Paul in this letter. If you go back just a couple of verses to verse 6, what does he say? He says, do not be anxious about anything. Now, notice that he doesn't say, he doesn't say there's nothing in life to worry about. Don't worry, people. There's nothing in life that you need to be anxious about. There's nothing that you need to be worried about, right? We know that that's not true, We know that that's not true. Life is filled with struggles, and Paul's letter is is no exception. It's not written in a vacuum. Right? This, if you go all the way back to the beginning, if you were to walk through this book, you would find uh, many things. Paul, first and foremost, is in prison, um, which is a, a place that I've been to in Rome. It's this short ceiling. You can barely walk in certain spots, and it's rough, rocky edges, and it's, it's dank, it's dark, it's smelly. And there's just a little tiny platform for him to write this letter and a little tiny bed for him. And that's about it, and it's less than ideal circumstances for Paul. And yet, this is where he is, writing this letter. And there's, there's people, there's these false teachers in the world, and there's even conflict amongst some of his own friends. And he goes, man, like, like, I understand that life is filled with struggle. But he says, don't be anxious about anything. And so for us, when we think about where we're even at, like, coming out of COVID, right? Like, we celebrate and we get happy about that. And yet, there's this reality that life still isn't. Heaven, right? Life is still filled with anxiety. It's filled with struggles personally, right? Amongst our own people, amongst the world, there's struggles and worries and anxieties. And we know that at the end of every day, there's plenty of things for us to worry about. There's plenty of things for us to worry about. And Paul, interestingly, even at the end of this letter, his circumstances hasn't changed. He's still in prison, and there's still all of this conflict around him in the world. There's all of that that is present, and yet he can move on to say at the end of this verse, right? He says, do not be anxious about anything, but, here's the contrast, but, in everything. I love that, anything to everything. I just love the way that this is written. Anything to everything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, that your requests be made known to God. In verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This is the world that Paul is setting up for us. He says, you can have this peace This peace of God that surpasses all understanding that people, it's so good that people could look at you in the midst of all of the life's most terrible things and if you have the peace of God, people can look at you and go, what in the world? How are you this peaceful? How are you at this much rest? How do you have joy in the midst of this? This is beyond understanding. This is not normal and we go, man, it's the peace of God which only the God of peace can give. And we can have that. And so I just want to I want to encourage you today. So if there's anything that is robbing you of the joy in life, that's robbing you of peace, it's robbing you of joy, can I just encourage you just to turn to the Lord in prayer? Talk to Yahweh, because He's a personal and relational God. Right? That's super important. Life is filled with struggles. But do not, let's not overlook this. Right? In the midst of struggles, we turn to the Lord in prayer. But let's not miss that Paul says, let's be celebrators. Let's be people who look for and focus and dwell not on the hardships, on the struggles, but who dwell on the things that they're finding about who God is and the way that he's working in this world. Whether it's in my life, in the life of my friend or my family or in our church or all the way across the world in Indonesia. Find those things and celebrate those things. And I want to encourage us this morning to and just challenge us to be a, a group of people, a, a church of people who find, who look for and find the good things that God is up to and celebrate those things. And that's what we're going to continue to do uh, this morning. So I want to invite the, the worship team, uh, and they're going to come on up. And, um, and as they come, I want to pray, and, uh, and I just want to read verse 8 again as we, as we kind of pray this together. Just let this sink in, that in the midst of whatever struggles, God, we come to you. In the midst of whatever anxieties, whatever worries uh, that we have, there's this, this final note from Paul, and he reminds us this, that whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, and if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, Lord, would we think about these things? Father, we, we close just this teaching time and just as the small encouragement and just, just a reminder that wherever we are, if we're in the midst of struggles and worries, whatever that is, would we turn to you? But would we be people who seek out the good things that only you give, right? You're the giver of all good things. And, and you say, these are the things that I want to give as a great father. And so would we find those? And would we celebrate and just love on and encourage each other in the midst of who you are and what you're doing in this world. Lord, we love you, and you're going to pray. Amen.